Welcome to the CTC Podcast, where Chase Minifield, Dom Joseph, and Bill French discuss life lessons they have learned as young entrepreneurs in the business world. Join them as they debate current events, business topics, and enjoy a few laughs with their weekly guests. And now for today's show. Here we are with another episode of the CTC Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Minifield. Up there at the top, wiggling his nose, we got Bill French. (laughs) One of the uh, one of the greatest and best uh, people that we got on the podcast, French. What's up? What's happening, man? What's going on, world? How we doing? Everything all right, French? Hey, man, we good, man. Just got back home a couple hours ago. I was down in Lexington for for the weekend, so had a had a nice little little weekend, man. You know how that goes. We was why you, why your head crooked? Why you got your head to the side? Why you talking? <laughs> Hey man, cause my my little picture down here in the corner, I'm looking at myself and trying to look at my at the, at the camera at the same time. Hey, if I was a newscaster, I'd be terrible because I'd be looking at the cue cards just like this. So I need to. I got to hey, get my. Hey, hey, leave us alone, man. Life scan dudes can't stop looking at themselves, bro. <laughs> Yeah, Virch has definitely got that issue. Uh, oh, just, 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 you just heard from him. We have a guest today, man, a special guest on the podcast today. Um, Jared Rogers, man. Uh, met Jared in L.A. He's a serial entrepreneur. Is that what you call yourself, Jared? A serial entrepreneur? Man, I'm focusing on one thing at a time, brother. I can just say that I've had a lot of experiences. But, uh, That's the type of people we want. That's the type of people we want on here. It's people with a lot of experience in the business space, so... Uh, we'll be happy to hear hear more from Jared today. You know, you're gonna treat him as one of the guys. Take take Dom Joe's uh, place. You know, Dom Joe, man. Every week he has the same issue. Every week he has the same issue where um, we record same time each week, and I feel like every week he fails to put us on the calendar. <laughs> he fails to put us on the calendar. What to do at nine o'clock on a Sunday? Um, you know, and hey, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna get into my man too much right now, but you know. For all my uh, entrepreneurs out there, man, that's a good quality to have. Good quality to have, and that's don't make the same mistake twice. <laughs> and, then, and better yet, don't make the same mistake every week. <laughs> you know, we can handle three, four, five, maybe. But uh, hey, hey man, <laughs> same we, mistake every week. We might, we might want to just look at getting Joe on here first thing in the morning for his day can get derailed, <laughs> man. Joe, oh, Joe, I mean, I, Joe, Joe got I mean, a lot of moving parts, man. You know how Joe. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on with that man, bro. But, you know, the show got to go on, and the show will go on. And French will make sure he got his Gatorade in place. <laughs> he will make sure he gets Gatorade Spon- in place, trying, man. Get, trying to get us a sponsor, Power A Zero, man. He refused to start it without his drink. He refused hey, to start it without his drink, bro. Get a little party. Hey, that's, 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 hey, that's, hey, that's how that um, how that Vans kid uh, got sponsored, man. He just kept, you know, doing video. Oh, just kept doing it. That's it, man. I'm trying to get sponsored by Jordan, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jared, go ahead and give give people a little bit of background about yourself, man. Uh, before Jared gets started, um, make sure you guys like, um, you know, uh, leave comments, ask questions, all those different type of things. We'll we'll have Jared's handle on here. He'll probably tell you his handle and everything like that, how you can reach him and all that stuff like that. But Jared, go ahead and give him a little background on yourself. You know, as much as you want to give him where you're from, what you're doing, what you've been, what you've done before in the past. Just a little history about yourself. Sure, man. Well, first off, um, you know, Chase of French, I definitely want to say thank you for the opportunity to be on here. Um, I, I definitely think that it's important for, you know, gentlemen like ourselves to be able to share our story and help kind of give back to the, the next generation that's coming up. Um, a little bit about me, man, is I'm a mil- I was a military brat. 
um, kind of born into it a little bit. My father joined the military and we moved around quite a bit. Originally I'm from the South, um, Memphis to be specific, but, you know, kind of bounced there between uh, Memphis and, and Mississippi. Um, and we got orders to move to Virginia, then Florida, then back to Tennessee, then North Carolina, man. And through all of that, my mom was kind of my, uh, um, I guess you would say she was like that, that role model in the sense of entrepreneurship. She always kind of had something going on on the side or she was always holding like big, you know, managerial executive jobs. And she would always instill in me, like start something of your own, you know? So, uh, I mean, as early as I can remember, I was selling candy on the bus. Um, I was, <laughs> I, I had the whole, I had the whole neighborhood on lock for, uh, for lawn mowing. <laughs> I was babysitting folks, kids. Um, I, and I, we used to live on base and it got to a point where uh, the base actually sent my mom a letter and was like, he can't cut, he can't, he can't, he can't cut grass here no more because uh, they were going to hire their own company. But um, yeah, man, I mean, I, ever since then, I've always had that entrepreneurial bug inside of me. And, you know, fast forward 2018, um, I've started a lot, closed a lot, definitely learned a lot. Um, and made a lot of connections on the way, man. And it's it's been a it's been a journey to say the least. Hey, Jared, I gotta ask you, man. What was the buyout on the base lines, man? Hopefully, you got a little cut, a check cut when they told you you couldn't cut yeah. on the base no more. Not at all. They made a kid cry. <laughs> That's all that happened, man. I was like hey, man. twelve years old, and they had me crying. I was I was upset. My mom, she was like, "It's okay. It's always gonna be something better when something closes." You know. I got so you. I, I always I always held on to that. I got you. See, the guy next to you in the screen, he, he's the guy that's going to go ahead and try to get something, you know, writing the way he's going to get paid out on it. You know, <laughs> he ain't missing no, no opportunities to cut no checks, man. Get, not cut them, but get them. So I got you. Chase, Chase probably just wrote that down. Missed opportunity. Could have cashed out on the check. <laughs> that's what he's writing down right now. Man, look, if I could, if I could sue the government, um, you know, for, for cutting me out of my lawnmower business. <laughs> it's, it's not a good move for the rest of my life there. So, uh, yeah, yeah I just I'm let joking. you take that up. <laughs> no, you good. I'm, I'm joking with you. So, Jared, um, so what was your first, I mean, you just talked about your, obviously, um, you know, doing some things when you were younger. And speaking of that, you know, I play golf every Saturday. There's this girl that posts up about on the sixth hole, and I think she, emp- she empties the water jug on the fourth hole, and then she sells water for a dollar <laughs> on the sixth. And then she says, "Well, <laughs> the jug in front of us never, the, never got any water in it." And uh, supply. She got the demand, water bottles. Yeah, she got the water bottles on the six hole, and uh, she sells lemonade too. And I asked her how much money she makes. She sells a dollar each, dollar for a water bottle, and dollar for a uh, lemonade. She says she make one hundred twenty every Saturday. Man, can't, look, I need she, to get me okay. set up right. like that. Hold I'll on, take that. Hold on. You see, the first thing that go through my mind is a dollar's way too cheap. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like, your profit margins must be very tiny. I'm like, you you just increased that by one more dollar. You could charge these dudes on the golf course because we all don't know. I live right on the golf course. And you can charge these dudes out here on a hot day $5 easy for a bottle of water. And they'll pay for $5 easy. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's she could definitely raise the prices for sure. Because uh, yeah. especially with that empty, when she sends her brother to go empty the water bottle on the hole in front of her. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh Everybody be out there, uh, parsh. Everybody goes in, you know, you got the little cups that you go hit your water with. Everybody goes up to the hole in front of her. Never got no water, man. <laughs> as soon as everybody get up there, everybody's parsh. That's you know, she's, she's sitting there ready. 
So, uh, Jared, what, so what's your first major business adventure that you think that you tried, um, yeah. like to actually make money, support yourself, those type of things? Um, give us, a, give us your first opportunity, your first try. Um, it would be a company called Sanabo that I tried starting back when I was at when I first got into college. Essentially, the concept was, um, you know, we got a lot of kids that's going to college tackling on these student loans, these large debts. And then once they graduate, a very, very, very small percentage of them are actually pursuing careers that has anything to do with what they went to school for. And so you've got this bubble being created of, of just national student loan debt, which is in the trillions now. Um, and essentially my, my, my first tech company was essentially this, um, concept where the colleges pay for it, but it's a platform for, mentors that graduate from say say i went to usc um and so usc alum can help the usc students that are currently in that pipeline so if i'm a if i'm a doctor and i'm going through usc uh you know doctor program well guess what i can start networking now with doctors that are already in their field and start leveraging that connection and have some leverage into a potentially new job if not just some you know tactics to get around when i'm looking for a job you know so yeah yeah I went everything but good. Um, <laughs> I, let's see. I, okay, look, I learned this. Again, this was my very first attempt at trying to start a tech company, man. So I didn't know how to talk to engineers. I didn't know the difference between JavaScript and, you know, HTML versus Python versus all these other platforms and languages. I didn't know what that was. I didn't know how to build it. Um, I didn't know, I didn't know a lot. And so that first business was um, a huge failure to say the least. But at the end of the day, I walked away with more knowledge than I did going in. And, you know, that's one thing, man, is you got to, I never let that hold me back. You know what I'm saying? Like I only added, that was just more fuel for my fire. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm like extremely resilient. <laughs> and so I, I made a lot of failures in that business. Um, actually, you know, I don't even like calling it failure cause I learned from it. You know what I'm saying? Like, unless I gave up and, and didn't walk away with anything, then yeah, but no, I actually walked away with a lot, which I was able to take into trusted mechanics, which you may know about. Yeah. Yeah. So go ahead and go into that one. Then. Um, so, and then you can also tell us what you, what you learned. Um, obviously, and you know, what made you start, uh, your next, your next venture and, um, uh, get you, get yeah. you going to where you headed now. Yeah, man. So after Sonavo, I closed that down. I was about <laughs> five grand in the hole for that one, uh, which isn't a lot compared to what some tech companies are, but essentially, um, I tried starting little tinier businesses after that. And then, um, when my father was deployed to Afghanistan at the time, um, I was up in Orange County going to school and my mom called me down to San Diego. It was like, Hey, you know, the car is having some issues. Am I coming down here to, to take care of it? And typically I would be fine with that. Um, but there, this one day it was like exam week, you know what I'm saying? So I couldn't go down there to help out. So she was stuck taking it to the local shop, ends up calling me, giving me this invoice. Like, Hey, does this sound right? And I was like, nah, man, they taking a lot. They're taking advantage of you just cause you're, you know, your lack of knowledge. And um, that was essentially the first day that I realized there was an opportunity um, in the automotive space 
And so I called a buddy of mine that I knew was a technician. I had him go over to my parents' house and fix the car for a lot less than it would be going to a shop. And I was like, light bulb. And um, that's when I started trusting mechanics, man. And essentially the whole concept of that one was like an Uber for auto repair. So instead of you taking your car to a shop, we sent technicians to your home or office to do those repairs. All right. And uh, when, what year was that when you started that? How old were you? Um, I started trusting mechanics in 2016. So that was two years ago, like 24. 24. Yeah. So that's dope, man. Um, and how has that been with your, your, you know, you talk about starting the business. How has it been running, running and operating the business, um, to, you know, be able to support and just grow it and continue to, you know, not get comfortable in a space of, 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 of success, you know? doing a good yeah. job and trying to continue to find that edge to keep pushing the envelope, you know, um, right. tell us, tell us that process that you've, that you've been pushing through. So I, I must preface this by saying that I actually closed trust and mechanics, uh, very early this year, um, okay. for, for a number of reasons, but I ran that company for two years and it, <laughs> that was another huge learning experience. It's, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, if you would have told me, um, now, how much I'd be going through starting that company and running it myself, uh, I probably wouldn't have done it. But, you know, in hindsight, I learned a lot to help me be where I am today. Uh, and, you know, some of those lessons were how to deal with technicians, how to deal with hiring people, taxes, 1099 versus uh, W-2 employees, um, trying to pitch investors. And, you know, I don't know how, how deep you want to get on those, but I can just say that, um Stereotypes are real, and um, you have to approach investors a certain way knowing that. Uh, with that said, you can't come incorrect. You've got to have your numbers in order. You've got to have traction. You've got to have all these different metrics in place before you can stand in front of a group of individuals and try to pitch your business and, and expect any kind of money from them. So let's so let's go into that. Let's go into that. that's a good that's a good topic for us to get into, man. Pitching investors. I don't think that's nothing we've ever really discussed on uh, this podcast, man. So take us through your experience of, I guess, your first time. Why did you decide to go try to get investors? And uh, I mean, obviously, we can have an idea, but you know, there's different reasons why people go to get investors. Um, honestly, but um, what, what what were you trying to get out of that? And what was your experience? Yeah, man. So eventually, so essentially, I had friends that had, you know some money. And, uh, these were not people I was essentially trying to get money for, for trust and mechanics, but just mentorship. And, you know, when I spoke to them, they were the first ones They were like, well, first off, you got to go get traction. You got to prove the concept. You, they have to know that this thing has, has legs. And so I was like, okay, what does that mean? You know, how many customers I need? They were like, just go get some money. And so I went out, I literally found my first technician on Craigslist. Uh, kind of did, you know, somewhat of a background check by asking him questions. And, um, and we went off with zero dollars and, and got our first job. And then that tumbled into, you know, more jobs. And then we ended up getting popular on Yelp. And then the uh, LA Times ended up uh, writing something about us. But very early, you know, after I proved the concept, I was like, I need more money. So that way I can get more technicians. I can, you know, build the technology. Um, and have somebody that's managing his technicians while I work in other facets of the business. And I'm, I was looking for at least, you know, a quarter, um, 
to, to do that. And which when I talked to people, they were like, oh, that's a perfectly fine amount until you go into the room and you try to talk to people about this concept that somebody's about to do, you know, a valve cover gasket right in their driveway. And, and they just, to them, it's, uh, I can't fathom that thought. But you got folks that do brake changes and, you know, all kind of stuff in their driveway. But the people, I keep, I'm trying to speak broadly here, but the people that I was talking to were much older um, and were very close-minded in the sense of just this new type of business wave that was coming about. And so I was stuck pretty much funding the business myself um, from the profits. And so, I mean, that kind of forced me to live very, very uh, strategically and below my means to be able to do so. But I learned a lot by doing that, man. I learned a lot about people. Hey, so so how would you compare what you were doing to what people probably see like on Shark Tank? So like you're going <laughs> into a room asking for money. You got yeah. your proof of concepts. Like, how, how relatable is that, and how real is that, right? That's a great question, man. Um, you know, I, I must first say that Shark Tank is is made for TV. Everything yeah. is is for TV. Um, but see, the, the thing with Shark Tank is, uh, you know, you got Kevin O'Leary, Mister Wonderful. You got Robert Hershey back. You've got Mark Cuban. Damon John, uh, and then the other lady, I forget her name, Barbara Corkin and another one. But, you know, the types of, so if you, if you paid attention to the first type of companies that were on Shark Tank and the companies that are on there now, the companies that are on there now are not your mom and pops. Yeah. They are companies that actually have a probability of grossing $30 million a year. So you, you're starting to see more tech companies on there, more franchises. Um, but to kind of go back particularly to your question, um, I don't know if I've ever sweat like I'd sweat probably in a shark t- on a shark mm. tank rug. Um, I would say, so the thing is, is when I was pitching investors, I live out here in Orange County. And so the Orange County landscape is a lot different than, you know, Silicon Valley, which is a lot different than Hong Kong, which is a lot, a lot different than, you know, anywhere else where investors may reside. Um, but and my thought, I thought that Orange County would be hungry to to fund these new innovative tech companies, um, and I started to find out otherwise. I started to find out that the type of people I was talking to were just trying to fill their day schedule and not actually write checks, which was kind of um, you know saddening to know that you've got all these great tech companies out here and nobody's writing checks. But um, at least on Shark Tank, you walk away with a lot of visibility. <laughs> Um, you know, even if you don't get a deal, somebody out of the millions that's watching it is probably going to hear about you and reach out to you versus me being in the room with, you know, five or six individuals. They're the only people unless they talk to somebody. But, um, I would say the dynamics also, the type of amount of money that you're asking for may be different. The type of equity, if you're on Shark Tank, you're talking to venture capitalists versus being in a, a meeting room here, you're talking to mostly angels, um, which, give a lower amount of money than a venture capitalist would. So that's something to definitely keep in mind. Yeah. Right. So. Um, so once you, once you, um, so I guess Trusted Mechanics, you kind of transitioned from that because of the funding. Is that correct? That was the big one, man. And honestly, a lot of businesses close nowadays because of lack of funding. You know, they, they can't keep up. And, you know, once you get to this point of building your company and you actually need outside funding, if you can't, if you can't take on the amount of supply that's coming in, you're going to crimple. And so 
that in addition to I, I I realized I just didn't want to be in the service industry anymore anymore. And um, there was a lot unless we had that half million dollar check to dedicate to the technology that we really, really needed. Um, this business wasn't going to go anywhere. It's just going to be what, what a lot of investors call a lifestyle business, which I I don't know about you, but me, I'm trying to be extreme. I'm trying to be wealthy. I'm trying to, you know, create a legacy for my family and live in a lifestyle business. Um, isn't going to, you know, give me that opportunity. Man, I, when I hear that, like, I think about just like housing associations, just shutting you down too. like doing like, cause I know in my parents' neighborhood, you can't do that. Ne- you can't wash. You can barely wash your car in your driveway yep. before someone yep. uh, and the uh, before they're calling and telling on you. So that, that would be the first thing that kind of pops up. How much of that yeah. happened? Great question, man. And that was actually a question. You know, an investor asked me. He was like, you know, how do you deal with some of these HOAs? And um, I mean, to be honest, we never ran into that issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, on average, the jobs that we had would range about two to three hours. Okay. You know, so somebody comes in, gets all four brake pads and rotors all around their car, or they're getting, you know, an alternator or, you know, starter replacement or something like that. We're usually in and out before anybody's called, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, the guys aren't necessarily using loud, The you know, if, if, the, if, if we know we're in a community that's very close knit, we're not going to use loud power tools. We're going to do it the old school way. Yeah. Um, but that's definitely a great, great question and a concern because obviously that'll, uh, you know, if HOAs really were to get hard on that, they could really mess us up. Oh, yeah, sure. for sure. Um, has anybody else since, since you close it down? Have you seen anybody else, or is there anybody else? Uh, where they are, did y'all have any competition in the marketplace, or yeah, is there other people that's trying to do that same concept? So what's funny is um, there was actually four companies up at the time. <laughs> Uh, there is one that raised about like $30 million so far, Series B funding. Um, okay. But they, they're having a lot of internal issues. And then there's another one that actually went on Dragon's Den, which is uh, a Canada or UK uh, example. Of, oh, yeah. uh, Hold on, Jared. I hate to interrupt you. You got to watch What's this up? guy, man. He's right now. Your whole business got Let me see if Notepad. Hey, again, nah, again, looking dying, like this. <laughs> look, look. You know, look, look, if you want to start trust me, if you want to start another Uber for auto repair bro look I will have my way out of the service industry believe <laughs> right, I, learned, I learned my lesson early man <laughs> yeah I'm, out, I'm, I'm on my way out of the service industry man you can't you can't uh, you can't get wealthy off service day to day but uh what was he at before he got interrupted, yeah, man? I'm sorry. I well, just I was had right. well, I was about to do my pen. <laughs> it was too easy. I saw him look at pen, man. At the stop. You like should be that. taking some. Like you should that. be taking some notes too. What did you talk about? That's a good information right here. I can't let the world see me jotting down notes now. Hey, I'm going. We're going to talk all Light skin. Blood. Light skin problems. Too cool. Nah, all right. Nah, cool. Not too cool. That's it. <laughs> too cool man he got the <laughs> this is copyrighted you can't steal none of this on camera right so we're gonna wait right, can, we back, can we get back man here we are we're having a solid informational podcast and we got a guy jump in hold up he's been cheesing for like 10 minutes you know what I'm saying I'm like what are you smiling for I'm just looking for Chase look like he in philosophy class just taking notes he's taking rigorous notes over there man I didn't see him hey, hey man he hey, flipped Richard his Cattles, three Richard times Richard Kaplan versus Angela Investors 
You know what I'm saying? Um, first of all, man, you played football. You should never have not have one of these and a piece of paper. Right? Well, you think I got right next to me, dog? That's what you don't understand, man. I got me a couple <laughs> things written down, too. Yeah. I, I, hey, no, come on. Now, where do you think this pen just popped up out of nowhere? Yeah, I don't know where that yeah, came from. Hey, it must have Brian with the text. Bring the bitch. Nah. Pen, paper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing the podcast. Yeah, that's an inside oh, joke, man. Jared. But, <laughs> oh, all right, man. So, anybody that's tried that concept and they've been successful with it that you've seen or noticed? Yeah. Oh, so that's, yeah, that's where we were. Uh, yeah, there's another company that's out there that's that's doing it. Um, they're the only one I'd really say is, other than the other than us, that was actually really, really doing it, you know, and not just trying to show, show off for the gram or, you know, try to, talk to investors like they're really doing it. But no, there was another company that went on Dragon's Den. That's like the UK's equivalent to Shark Tank. And, mm-hmm. um, and they raised about set, about three quarters of a million. Um, uh, but honestly, they've been ghosts ever since. So right. I don't know what happened. Yeah. But it, I, I, it's, there's, there's one company out there that's, that's really doing it. Um, but what's funny is a lot of their technicians were trying to get hired by me. So, oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know how much longer they'll be around. <laughs> That's what's up, man. Um, so now after the, after you close that, what now? Now what you do? What does a, what does an entrepreneur like yourself do after he's closed one business, close another business, now and on to the next one? What 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 you do after that on on number three? Yeah. I guess it's number three. Is it number three? Are you doing anything on the side then? Or man, as well? I, look, man, I'm on number thirteen or something. Thirteen. But... Yeah, we don't want to talk about all those, man. Hey, that's what I like. That's the kind of guy I like. See, me and you got a lot of similar qualities right here. You know what I'm saying? We got a lot of similar qualities, man. You can't can't be can't be scared to try something, and you don't know if it's gonna stick unless it hits the wall. And I got my I got my eyes on that guy up there at the top screen right now. You know I'll say saying? a couple things though. I'll say a couple things. So before I get into what ha- what I did after I closed Trusting Mechanics, I'll just say that the reason why I had so many different businesses that I tried to start and close, man, is now, now in hindsight, I realized I was trying to chase money and and not chase, you know, value or chase something that I really thought could have legs. You know what I'm saying? Like when you chase the dollar, you're going to be chasing forever versus when you actually create something that people are going to love, um, you know, you're going to have a legacy and, you know, kind of going back to when I closed trust and mechanics, man, I sat down and I prayed about it and I reflected, you know, and I was like, you know, what, what's next? You know what I'm saying? And I had, and honestly, man, I never had anybody in my family that was an entrepreneur. I never had like a legitimate entrepreneur. I was kind of that first one. So, you know, when I dropped out of school, I got a lot of flack from my parents and my grandparents. Like, Oh, you need to go back to school and do this. And I was like, nah, I'm going to follow my heart. And I started to get a lot of resentment from people around me. And, um, you know, kind of going back, like, um, you know, I've always wanted, I knew I always wanted to do and get in business, but then, you know, looking at business from an outside perspective, you know, you say, okay, you know, there's different types of ways of business. You can, you know, if you've ever heard of Robert Kiyosaki talks about the cash flow quadrant, you know, and, and you talk about, you know, a business where you're in the business. Like if I'm a, if I'm a small business owner, I've got to be at work every day. I'm essentially an employee of my own business. All right. So I know I don't want to do that. Then I get into, okay, how do I let other people work and I get the dollar for it? that was trusted mechanics. I made money off of the labor of other technicians. Right. And so I was like, okay, learn that one. I don't want to do that one anymore. What's next. And, um, 
you know, I soon started to hang around stacking growth. And I was like, you know, what? a lot of these kids are making six figures online, you know, in their sleep. And I was like, what are they doing? And so I always knew I want to ha- live this quote unquote laptop lifestyle where I can, you know, hop on a plane at John Wayne, fly to Europe, connect to Wi-Fi and continue business. You know what I'm saying? On vacation. I want to take, I want to take two vacations a year, man, both six months. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, since then, man, I've just been doing e-com. Uh, essentially, I built Shopify stores for people, and uh, I consult. I stopped doing the Facebook ads. I got friends that do Facebook ads on a larger scale, so I just usually plug them. But um, also, man, just found a love with uh, real estate. You know, I listen to Grant Cardone a lot. Uh, people love him. I hate him. But, um, you know, he's he's got some good stuff to say sometimes. But uh, real estate, I know, is where the rich become wealthy. And, you know, that's what I'm going all in. So that's what's up. Uh, speak more to Stack and Grove. Obviously, I know more about it uh, than a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, tell, speak to them on uh, Stack and Growth and uh, why you why you enjoy that platform, why it's such a good platform. Um, if, you, if you encourage other people to pay attention or join their Facebook group, those type of things, what you've yeah. learned from it, um, all those different types of situations like that with Stack and Growth. Man, I forgot how I got plugged with Stacking Growth, but um, just, you know, meeting new people, you know, Justin Wu, I think uh, he plugged me with a couple people and that was kind of steamrolled into me meeting uh, Musa um, of, of Stacking Growth and uh, Thomas Ma that actually runs Stacking Growth. And um, so essentially what Stacking Growth is, is it's, it's, uh, they put on different meetups and conference and summits a few times a year. And essentially, it's catered to people that run agencies. So, you know, if, if I'm a business that wants to want some exposure online, then I seek an agency, right, that will essentially run the Facebook ads, figure out who my brand is, create a brand, um, you know, things like that. And so whether, where do the agencies go and learn? They go and learn from Stacking Growth. And so I got plugged in with Stacking Growth. And although I'm not an agency, I figured, well, let me learn what they're learning. And, um, I went to the events, man, and I start rubbing shoulders with people. And, um, I mean, <laughs> the rest is history, man. I, now I'm doing it and I've got friends that are doing it. And so whenever I've got questions, I just reach out to them. But the, the, the first thing is, is man, back in January, I didn't know any of this at all. And, you know, I could have, I could have easily been like, oh, this is a, a new skill I've got to learn. Oh, that takes too much time. Oh, this, all that, and been sorry for myself, but I was like, no, nah, like if this is bringing in the money, if this is what's gonna, you know, kind of get get me one step closer to where I want to be, then I'm gonna do it. And so I just went all in, man. And um, I think that's kind of been one of my biggest uh, attributes about myself is resiliency. Like I don't care, I don't, you know, what I'm saying like everything is relative. You know, there's somebody out there that's. You know, if I if I decide to sleep five more minutes, they got up and they working now. You know, so I'm trying to beat. But at the end of the day, I'm trying to beat the man in the mirror. You know, and um, I just I just went all in on the econ man, and uh, you know that started leading me to more opportunities in the in the uh, real estate space. Solid man. That's the second time you done said resiliency. You know, so that must yeah. be an important yeah. important quality you think that you you have, and maybe an important quality that you might think a uh, entrepreneurial people may may need to, to try to embody. Got to. I mean, as an entrepreneur, man, you ain't gonna be successful on your first trial, or your second, or your third, or your fourth. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's a game of chess, and 
you're going to get knocked down, it's about, but it's about how many times you get back up. And that's resiliency, man. And I mean, I've had people tell me all kind of stuff to my face, but I let it go in one ear and out the other because I know at the end of the day, when I look myself in the in the eyes, um, you know, ain't nobody going to control my actions but me. And so nobody's going to dictate my future but me. And so I don't care what nobody says. I'm going after it if I want it. And, you know, I, I, it's funny. I, I listen to a lot of rappers that, that kind of rap like that. Like I was listening to a lot of Meek Mill because he rapped like that. And, you know, um, I forgot who else, a couple other people. But that's the kind of stuff I like is like, yeah, yeah, you know. And also, you know, at the end of the day, you got to swallow your ego. That's another big one that I picked up. Because, you know, as an entrepreneur, it's like, oh, you know, I ain't got to work for nobody, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, ain't nothing wrong working for nobody if, if it's a stepping stone to you to financial freedom, you know. Um, but, yeah, man, resiliency is there. I don't know why I went off on a tangent. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, 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 man. That's all good, man. So uh, give me your t- give us your top three qualities that you think embodies a successful entrepreneur, man. What, what would you say if you were – if somebody comes to you, a young guy – 12 years old with an lemonade stain wants to be just like you. What, what, what three qualities do you think you can, uh, he needs to invite? He's fresh, bro. You got to chill with the Powerade, man. <laughs> you got to stay hydrated, hey, man. You know, you know, we don't have for 30 minutes. Hey. We don't have for 30 minutes, man. It's ridiculous. Hey, Coach. Coach. Like, well, <laughs> Come on, Coach. Hey, I know y'all tell you, tell you, that bottle was, he started off with a full bottle. Come on, Coach. Hey, look, I drink a gallon of water a day, bro, so I'll probably... Hey, that's good. Hey, man, hey. Just, hey. But you can, you can hold on for this 35 minutes, can't you? Appreciate that. <laughs> my, yeah. mouth, my, mouth, my mouth dry. My wife about to go have to give me another. <laughs> so, John, <laughs> that text about to go out. You're going to see another full bottle here real soon. That's great. Um, top three qualities, man. In no particular order, I would have to say resiliencies. You know, I've obviously, I've talked about that one. Um, you gotta be very resilient, you know, be willing to get knocked down and get back up. Uh, you've got to have faith in yourself. Um, you gotta, you know, that faith, faith is a big one, man. You gotta be, you gotta have faith that you can do it. You gotta have faith that no matter, you know, how many doors close and how things may look, um, you know, it's all, it's going to be better if you wanted to. And I'll say the third one, man, is really the one that I've found the most, be the most helpful in my life has probably been personal development. You gotta, you gotta, you will never, uh, your, your level of income will never surpass your level of personal development. And, you know, that's why you've got to stay with, you know, if you don't read books, a physical book in your hand, at least listen to podcasts like this one, at least listen to, you know, audio books and, you know, things like that. You've always got to be growing your mind. And I'm very big on the law of attraction and just, you know, putting stuff out there and going for it. You know, that's, that's big to me. It's good stuff right there, man. I got those three written. I see French Ryan too. You know, he trying to, he's trying to write on the sneak. He trying to write on the sneak. He said, I was wondering what he was looking at over there. He's trying to write on the sneak. No, what I'm doing, man, I I like, I like Jerry. I've I've done wrote down a couple of these quotes, man. These quotes you got, I don't know if they're yours or if they're borrowed, whatever it is, I'm good with it, man. But I I just jotted down some of the things, the quotes that you've been saying. I like them. Thanks, bro. So, Jerry, what are you doing right today? You're still you're doing e-commerce. You're doing real estate. Is there anything else? Are we missing anything? You know, I, I used to be like I used to be really big about being like jack of all trades until you finish the rest of that sentence is master of none. 
Yeah. Um, and so to kind of <laughs> to kind of finish that, um, you know what, man, I, I'm focused on two things. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. No, we can do it. We can do it. I don't know Because if you really just follow that finger, he looking way over there. I, right, I don't know where you're, where it's at on your screen, so I'm just gonna point out where. Here's here's Chase's favorite line. We can do it. We can, <laughs> we can do it. Go ahead. I keep right. cutting you off. Yeah, that's all good, man. Um, dang, what was the question? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, nah, it was uh, what are you doing now? So e-commerce yeah. um, and uh, real estate, and then is are we missing anything else? Um, e-com, you know, doing building stores and kind of consulting on that side, uh, real estate, and then eventually I'm planning to get back into doing some YouTube. But but honestly, the um the, the was it the YouTube estate, time consuming? Oh my, was it time consuming? Yes. Yeah. Yes, especially especially when you edit in the videos yourself and you don't know how to edit. Like, you know, I, I hate when people say you can't teach an old dog new tricks because, you know, I don't care how old you are, man, you can learn something new. And not saying I'm old by any means, but, you know, it's a psychological thing. A lot of people be like, oh, I'm already in my 20s. I can't learn how to do something like that or, you know, people, in, you know, whatever. But so I taught myself how to make YouTube videos. I mean, I started with my iPhone that I had. I started with the free software that came on my Mac. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? Like I learned how to do that and just yeah. by trial and error. And you know, YouTube is, I, I say, why are you spending so much money for college? You got YouTube and Google right here in your face. You know what I'm saying? You can learn anything you want. True. Um, but no, that's, yes, it's very time consuming, but that's why at a later time, I'm going to get back to it where I can hire somebody to do all of that for me. Right. Thanks. Um, if somebody wanted to learn about e-commerce, where would you tell them to go listen to, go read up on, um, to get started in that space? Uh, kind of going back, I'd tell them to go back to, uh, YouTube, honestly, to start, just start taking some notes. I mean, there's a lot of fluff on YouTube about, um, about e-com, but you gotta, you gotta weed through the BS a lot of the time. But I would say, try to find out when's the nearest stack and growth event going to be in your town. Um, and start linking up with some of those people because those are the ones that's really doing it. And, uh, you know, you're, you're dealing with agencies and, and things like that. So if you're in California, there's definitely a lot of people out here um, that's in the digital marketing space. But, yeah. Word, man. Uh, I'm going to hit this quote, man. We got a quote of the week. We usually, I, bet, I used to think that we was going to do segments on this thing, but we kind of got away from it, you know. But I did have a quote this week that I heard, man. And I think it might have been... Um, I was listening to Jay-Z. I don't know if y'all know Oprah got Oprah's Masterclass podcast. I think I just downloaded it today. But that's a solid little podcast, man, right there. They just, she just interviews a whole bunch of successful people, things like that. Um, but Jay-Z said, belief in oneself and knowing who you are is the foundation of everything great. Belief in oneself and knowing who you are is the foundation of everything great. So my question for both of you, and I'm answering it too, is, who are, and I guess Jared already done answered these things with his three, with his three, um, top keys or points or whatever. Who are you and why slash how do you know that's who you are? How do you, and why and how do you know that's who you are? So like, who are you and why do you know that's who you are? Is there anything that's happened or anything that you do daily or when it's, 
everything hits a fan that you are. What qualities is, are in you that that makes you who you are? You know, I let French start, man. I always throw him on. The, yeah, I always throw him on it first. Yeah, I'm not gonna go through like three character traits, but the one I probably hear the most consistently is just passion. So whenever I'm involved in something or arms around something, I'm gonna give it everything I got, and my emotion will be a hundred percent behind it. Right, wrong, and different. I'm going down with the sinking ship, or I'm raising the trophy. So um, that's just something I think that I don't know. I don't know where that came from, but that has just been consistently something I see in myself, and also hear a lot of people tell me that same thing. So passion. I mean, we talked so about around it, French. If you're around French and he's not giving you passion, he's giving you false, he's giving us fake self. Yeah, I mean, we talked about <laughs> it last that. week. Yeah, man. fake self. And, and all jokes aside, man, we talked about it last week. You know, when I yeah. when I raised my hand to snap to be the center, it was a bad snap. We still scored. Who was celebrating? Your boy. <laughs> you're right. Hey, hey, hey I'm you're going right. down. I'm going down with you. I'm going up with you. So, yeah, no, that, that's, that's real. 100. Um, you got anything for that? Who are you and how do you know who that, that's who you are? Or why do you know that? Yeah, so this kind of, that quote kind of goes back to, I think, the second one I said when I was like, when I said faith, you know, you got to have belief in yourself. But um, how do you know <clears throat> that's how you are? I say your habits tell you who you are, man. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if, you, if you're waking up a consistent doing the same thing, you know one. what I'm saying? Like, if, you know, if, if I have a, a, you know, if I have a habit, of cheating on my, my on my wife or something like that, then that says a lot about me, right? You know, if I have a habit of treating others the way that I want to be treated, that says a lot about me. And um, I yeah, so I say that my whatever I do daily, day in day out, tells me who I am. And if you don't like the person that you are, then change your habits. So I got one That's for that. Right I got I got one for that. Are your habits? I I butcher this, but I think it's are your habits today on par with your dreams of tomorrow? I think it's what it is. Mm, I like that. I might have butchered yeah. that, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Yeah, he no, might have butchered that, but, you know, we do a gas of the week every week, and it's his turn, and he's probably going to get on there, and this is before he starts. He's probably going to get on there, and he's going to say, I'm going to keep this short and sweet, guys, but <laughs> I'm going to keep this short and sweet, guys, but the happiness of today, <laughs> that's exactly what's going to happen. That's exactly what's going to happen about five minutes. All right, everybody watch. Nah. But, um... For myself, man, yeah, I think it's um I've always hanged my hat on hard work. Um that's just one thing I've always done is hang my hat on hard work. I never thought I was the greatest at anything I did. I never thought that I was more talented than anybody I did I, w- I was around, whether it was sports, um, business, whatever it is. I never thought I was the best in that situation. Um so I always thought I had to outwork people. I always thought I had to outwork people. Um I had to put in more hours, I had to put in more time and find a way to gain a competitive edge. And um, I think I was listening to Eric Thomas. I think y'all probably know who Eric Thomas is. And I think he said that I might not be the smartest person in the room. I might not have the PhD, but in the PhD room, I'm going to be the first one to that room. Does that make sense? So if I don't have the PhD, I can't show up when the PhD guys show up. If I don't have the PhD, I got to be there before the PhD gets there. I need to read my chapter, read my book early. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, it's honest to God. Like, like we get in the habit if it doesn't mean that much to us. So football meant a lot to me when it was, when I was playing that and I put a lot of time into that. 
But, you know, in school, they say, read your work before you get to class. Who really does that? You know what I'm saying? Read your work before you get to class. Only the guys that's really serious in what they learn and might do that. So if I'm going to, like, let's say when I started doing my master's degree um, in sports admin and it had business to it and I was trying to start my businesses, then I was actually, I actually found myself reading prior to getting to class. You know what I'm saying? But when I was playing football, I was investing workouts, um, um, footwork, film, whatever that is, before practice, before games, putting that extra time in. Um, so that was, that was, that's my whole thing. And my, and myself is that when it, when, when everything hits the fan, I need to find a way to get back to outworking or, 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 and if I don't feel like I'm working, I don't feel like I deserve it. But if I feel like I'm working, I feel like I can go get and reach for anything that I want to reach for. So, um, that's, that's my, that's my thing. That's who I am. That's who I, that's where I get it from. Oh, Jared, man, tell everybody where they can reach you at. All those different type of things, IG, Twitter, YouTube, yeah. you know, whatever it is. Yeah, man. Um, Instagram is J Raj TV. So the letter J R O G TV. Uh, my YouTube is the same. And my Facebook page that they can find me is J Raj TV as well. So those are the three platforms. Solid, man. Reach out to Jared. Appreciate you being on, man, sharing your knowledge, sharing your experiences. Uh, We have French on here. He's about to go do this gas of the week for everybody. I already told y'all what he's about to say, so everybody just pay attention. Uh, He's already told you what he's going to say. We already know what's about to happen just now in the next five minutes, but go ahead, everybody. Just please stay tuned in. We appreciate it. You know, man, I, I did get to see you on Saturday, and I owed you a two-piece nugget. I forgot all about that, man. Oh, yeah, man. Before we finish, man, I did see French on Saturday, man. I see French. You know, he had an 8 o'clock hair appointment. I mean, he had an 8 o'clock haircut. <laughs> he had an 8 o'clock haircut. I went and I showed up into the barbershop at 8 o'clock said, hey, boy, chill out, man. I got this 8 o'clock spot. Yeah. Sat him right back down. Hey, when you come to my city, that's just what it is. You know, Jared's okay. little understand, man. Okay, Jared, look. Come to my city. He lies city. 90% of the time. Um, 10% of the time, he'll try to tell the truth, but it's really like 7%. Hey. <laughs> it's really like 7%. What did he say? What did he say on the beach? 3% he forgets, hey. and then the 7 is true. That's what it is. What the young cats be saying on Instagram now? You better check in when you come to my city, all right? Hey. You better oh, check God. in. Oh, man. You better check in, bro. Oh, man. So before we get into it. DJ Academics be like, what that mean? Yeah. <laughs> check in. I'm going I'm to learn, I'm a learn <laughs> y'all both. I'm going to learn everybody something right before I get in this gas. Who, yeah, I'm going to learn you. Hey, I'm going to learn everybody something. <laughs> Chase, how much was the haircut? 40. Yeah, because he paid tip for my mine. Man, tip my man well. I tip my man well. That's how you get it. I tip my man well. I said, hey, I tip my barber well, and I said, if you want to use this extra 20 for French, that's okay with me, but <laughs> this is a tip for you. So, All right? Nah, KJ, make sure he cash app you at 45 minimum. He don't cash after you 45 invoice that man. <laughs> he, hey, I, I, before I even sat down, he said, Case, I already paid for you. I know this, man. We, hey, hey, we, that was covered in before he got in that chair. But nah, man, I'm going to hit this guy. I'm going to have to make a special chip out there. Yeah, you come on out there, man. <laughs> make, sure you check, make, sure, make sure you check in, Jared. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Make sure yeah. you check oh. in. Chase ain't nobody, yeah. man. Don't let him fool you, man. But now nah, I'm gonna I'm get into gas, man. I, hey, Jay, I appreciate you being on, man. I, I, uh, I really jotted down 
probably four quotes that you that you had today, man. I'm actually gonna roll with with one of the first ones I wrote down. It's like when you chase a dollar, you chase it forever. And what kind of comes back to that for me is what are you doing? Why you're doing it? And and what satisfaction mm. are you gonna get out of it? So like it it's always about what's your purpose. So today we focus on entrepreneurship, right? Not everybody that listens to our podcast out there are entrepreneurs, but they wake up every day and they're putting in whatever work they're putting in for something. So whatever that something is, make sure you're enjoying whatever that is to put food on the, on the table for your family. So if you're going in, going through the motions, you got bad habits, nothing that you do in the day is going to be uh, rewarding to you. So find whatever passion that you have behind whatever you're doing and just run at it. Have a good week. We appreciate that, French man. We'll holler at y'all boys next week. <laughs> <laughs>